Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 30, Flirty, and Surviving. I am your host, Tracy. New episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. And in between each show, you can follow along with everything on Instagram at 30flirtysurviving. So thank you for tuning in for another week. Welcome to anyone who is new. We're happy to have you. Speaking of being happy, I'm very, very, very happy today. You guys know since day one, I have always been very transparent about my love for all things astrology. I've had birth charts read. I've been to psychics. I'm very into that world. And I have been waiting to find the right person to come on this show and finally describe what it's like to be intuitive and a little bit more about the um, psychic process, if you will. My guest today is also a medium, but she also has the credentials to back this up too. On top of having these spiritual gifts, she ha- is licensed. She's a psychotherapist. She's gone to school. She's she's gotten the the degrees. She's got the those uh, certificates hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. She's done it all. She is Anna Shookum. She came all the way down from Maine, and I had to have her here because I had a session with her myself, and I was just so excited to have you guys meet her so without further ado Anna thank you so much for coming on the show for having me I am very grateful for you taking the the trip all the way down here the poor thing was in traffic (laughs) forever and then had to worry about parking in Boston which is no fun so thank you thank you you look fabulous I'm so excited that you're here I did allude to the fact that we've already had a session Mm -hmm. and maybe we can get into that in a little bit but I think that what people will be most excited about is just hearing some you know general information but before we get into those questions I like to start with some fun questions first so people can kind of get to know you so let's start with the basics what is your zodiac sign yeah so my sun sign which is the sign that we look up in horoscopes and is cancer you're a sun cancer cancer. okay perfect Mm -hmm. and what how old are you i'm 28 28 Mm -hmm. okay Uh, what is your relationship status i am dating someone like a boyfriend yeah hey boyfriend (laughs) in a relationship yeah (laughs) and you live in maine now like i said but you did live in boston for for quite a long time where were you born and raised so i'm originally from a suburb of atlanta Georgia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. How yeah. did you get to the, you went to the Boston area after that? Yeah. For mm-hmm. school or? Yeah. I went to Brookline High. Very cool. Number one at the time. So high school student on the train, walking Beacon Street. It was so fun. Wow. Yeah. And then I went to college in Boston. Very cool. In Fenway. And yeah. then you only recently moved up to Maine, right? Like a year ago? Yeah. Like the thick of COVID. Good for you. you know, yeah. I love it up there. Maine's yeah. so pretty. Southern means wonderful. Yeah. And then my last fun question for you, since you know we're on the topic, right. burning question everybody always wants to know is, is there some truth or science to the compatibility between certain zodiac signs? So I thought, who better to ask than yourself? Right. If you believe that there is actually some 
fact to compatibility based on yeah. what your what your sun sign is. Based on astrology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we'll say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's nitty gritty. There's so many details. Right. Um, you know, answering with your sun sign is, you know, the placement where your sun was when you were born, mm-hmm. then your moon is your emotions, mm-hmm. um, and then your rising is how you appear to the world. So See, all three need to be compatible. Exactly, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that's the thing why you know people are like, well, you know, I'm this, Fire, and water. my husband's yeah. this, and mm-hmm. we've been married for you know ten years, so it's right. technically we're not compatible. But they're not taking that step further yeah. and looking into. And there's others. There's moon, like Mercury rising, yes, Venus, yeah. and your love planet is Venus. So I would look at that if you want to. If you have your chart, so look at your Venus and his Venus or, their, you know, their Venus. And that'll, I was going to say, you know, direct, but that'll give you details into their love languages and yeah. how they love and what that's like loving them. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here, people. Yeah. I don't want to have any haters <laughs> so trying some, to argue with me again. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank yeah. you for answering that for all of us. Yeah. So I want to start off by just laying the foundation for everyone because I think that you are so unique in that you don't just do the spiritual side. You don't just do the traditional psychology or therapy side. You do both, Mm -hmm. which is really, really special. And I would love to start off by your more formal background, Mm -hmm. give them an idea of what licensing and what, you know, education you have, because you, I know you go by all those little letters at the end that I have no idea. LCPC, yeah. license something or something. So why don't you tell a little about everybody <laughs> about yeah. your education yeah. and what you studied first? Definitely. So I got my master's in mental health counseling at Boston College. That was fun. Um, and then from that, you get licensed as a psychotherapist. Um, so in Massachusetts, it takes about two years or more. Um, and so I moved to Maine in between that. Ooh, so, ballsy move. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like, sure. So, yeah. So in Mass, it's different. It's LMHC, Licensed Mental Health Counselor. Mm. In Maine, it's Licensed Clinical Professional Counselor, you know, element mm. of P. <laughs> so it's X, Y, Z, yeah. Yeah. So, so for someone who doesn't know, you know, exactly what that allows you to do, right. with that license mm-hmm. alone, what are the things that you focus on and what areas can you help in? Yeah, Um so the CP part is the clinical professional. So there are LPCs, which is just kind of, I guess, a therapist, but you can't necessarily do super clinical things. It's a little unclear to me, but the C, the one that I have allows me to practice professionally okay. and have my own practice. And Got like, it. You know, continue to diagnose to see people medically because there is okay. non-medical counseling. Yeah. Right, where it's, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. More of just mm-hmm. like that talk therapy. Yeah, like, like a service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're able to, what is it, the DAC, what is the book? DSM. DSM. Yeah, so many initials, yeah. I don't know DSM. any of them. The DSM yeah. is where all those <laughs> diagnoses. diagnoses are listed. So you actually would be able to yep. diagnose someone. Mm-hmm. Are you able to prescribe medication if need be? No. No, okay, no. so that's yeah. something different. Yeah, okay. that's an MD. Mm-hmm. And what? demographics or types of clients do you have? Is it kids? Is it adults? Couples? Yeah. So all the above. It's really a family practice. So yeah. So even when I see kids, I see their parents too in parenting. And then from that, I guess the youngest I have would be eight. 
That's oh, wow. my minimum. That's young. Yeah. So with those younger kids, are you focusing on maybe like some behavioral things? Mm-hmm. And then when it goes teens teens like older and older maybe anxiety depression but then anything from like couples counseling Mm -hmm. and do you also offer more maybe non-traditional help I know you do a lot of like inner child work with with people maybe past trauma PTSD things like that Mm -hmm. as well yeah yeah it's all included Um, under the umbrella of psychotherapy. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And then the other half of you, my Mm -hmm. dear, is a, (laughs) you have um, mediumship and spiritual healing. So first things first, Mm -hmm. when did you realize you had these gifts? Yeah. um, I would say childhood. You started as a child. What was it like for you then? Yeah. So typically, so I also help spiritual children you know, kind of who are going through what I went mm. through. So typically children ages two to three can verbalize. You know, babies can can play with, with ghosts and energies, right? Yeah. Um, but two to three can say grandma, you know, right? in the corner. Um, and so what's happening, though, in their brains is under the age of seven, they're in the theta state. And so because usually around third grade, when they're seven, they, they're learning what's real and fake, right? Mm or what's um, good and bad. They have that ability to discern in their in their brains. So as a, as a psychic, I'm going into the alpha brain waves, which is allowing me to tap into our intuition, which we all have. So it's just a muscle and a skill. So, um, but you know, for, for others or, you know, children like myself, I was seeing grandpa, I was mm. being pushed by imaginary um, friends on the swings and that old man and that nobody saw. Yeah. So I was, I was being literally touched, you know, and pushed. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting because having listened to other podcasts, learning about other folks with similar types of gifts, I've heard a lot that there's many different senses. So some people only see some Mm -hmm. people it's more, they can, they smell something like a perfume or a tea bag and they can sense in different ways for you. It's visual and physical. Yes. So Mm -hmm. multiple senses. Yes. And I know this is going to sound a little silly, Mm -hmm. but I think that would be really neat for everyone to kind of hear about if you're comfortable talking about it Mm -hmm. is, you know, there's the, I see dead people. There's like, that's so Raven with her premonitions. There's so much on TV Mm -hmm. that I, in the media that I think has really taken away from or maybe made light of Mm -hmm. or you know just twisted what this really is and I think that's why it's so hard for some people to believe it Mm -hmm. because it just seems so far-fetched or like it's so comical you know right so when you say you see something does it did it look like you and me sitting here on the couch today? Would it be a blurred figure, a shadow? Like what is it when you say you see something? You know, you don't right. stop and freeze dead in your tracks and you know, that's so raven your eyes look yeah. like a deer in headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so all the senses are called clairs, so clairvoyance, okay. clairsentience. Oh. Um yeah, clairaudience. I definitely know I have some clairaudience because that's when your ears will ring. So mm. you're tuning into that frequency. Um, and so so it's a full body kind of experience. And so as an empath, as a sentient, like you're saying, I can feel when the cold yeah. like changes, right? 
So I guess like when I was a child, it would be shadows, shadows, and like energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I slept with my mom like every night, just you know, and then it became a behavioral pattern of like whenever I felt something, it was fear based. Mm. So that's also why I'm helping these children is because it is scary, right? Yeah. And then what's happening to the parents is it's you know behaviors, yes or no. And so um, what happens in that theta state is if um, mom says it was just the wind, it's common for kids to lose their their beautiful gifts. So, yeah. yeah. But to answer your question, I mean, I recently went to Savannah, Georgia with my boyfriend and we were on a ghost tour and I was like, I kind of want to see it, you know, like as I'm walking around because the whole place is a graveyard, but it really is just in your third eye. It's really in, for me, mm-hmm. it's it's in my, you know, when I'm tuning in, when I'm rising to that um, vibration, I can see it, feel it. And then I get, um, so in the clear cognizance, is knowing so then I'll be like French slavery like I'll get like information wow yeah but there are like pure psychic mediums who really just see in the corner wow it can go either ways but that's your experience that's the way I do it I'm like oh okay so it's like in my very frequency interesting which I think I kind of prefer especially as a psychic child I don't want to be like you know seeing it yeah so I'm like a I have more control, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, you alluded, alluded to mm-hmm. parents sometimes. I'm right now watching the show Maggie. I don't know if you've okay. ever watched it. I think it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But I just came to this episode where oh, I, she's yeah. a psychic and she she's um, like a shop. is yes, yeah. a little <laughs> shop. She's so cute. And this like little high school girl comes in and says she's seeing she's, yes. you know, having these visions and being able to get these, you know, pick up on these different things happening. Um, but her mom, you know, keeps dismissing her um and she's mentoring someone who's who's young and hope and letting her you know really lean into this Mm -hmm. for you how did you decide this is something that you did want to continue on with and really wanted to be able to enhance and hone in on um or did you have a mentor for yourself back then yeah um so my parents really got the brunt of it because i was you know seeing Grammy and waking up and so I think um so no not young but when I was 14 my mom did take me to a psychic oh very cool yeah and she she you know caught on but now she's like I wish I knew earlier you know but but that was kind of the origin story is like I went to the psychic and she was like you're more psychic than me wow and I was like 14 she thought I was 17 and so for this like big psychic in Atlanta Georgia that was like famous to say that yeah. I was like okay so I you know it validated me it validated my mom um and then from there I was like wow so this is just affirming that mm-hmm. I am this and I'm an old soul and all the things yeah yeah and so now for you mm-hmm. is it more often than not a um you walk into a room and you instantly you know feel something or you could just be sitting on your couch and all of a sudden it it appears like a message is coming through or is it more um needing to be provoked like having a session with somebody one-on-one i think of you know the long island medium she just walks in the grocery store and she has to pull people aside to be like i just need to tell you this do you get that overwhelming sense more often than not or is it something that you work on you know really independently or individualized one-on-one with someone because I can control it, and that's in quotes, I, I do it. So um, so I really call it opening up mm. is what I would say. So for her, it seems like she's always on. Yeah. You know, and that's that's not necessarily good energetic hygiene, right? Because if mm. she's open, then any and everything can, can come in. 
Um, you know, shout out to her, but that's just like, (laughs) you know, for me to, especially living in Boston on the train and stuff, I mean, as an empath, which many of us are, you know, feeling the anger of the person next to you is enough. Mm -hmm. And, and so for my my psychic gifts to be fully turned on is a lot. Um, but like when I go to Salem or Savannah or even in a, in a close space, I can see people's auras. I can see like, you know, the Mm -hmm. Ceased kind of behind them, around them. So it, it does happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if, if it is icky, that that is strong. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is some there is it something is, we yeah. said about the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not all, all of a feel sudden. good yes. Yes. too yeah. either, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you really mm-hmm. choose to discern which energy you like to invite in or engage with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I think is helpful to clarify for people is really the difference between being a medium versus having that psychic intuition. And I think with the medium, you know, you're actually engaging, like we're talking about with a certain spirit or multiple Mm -hmm. spirits. And it's more of the receiving of messages where the, you know, the intuition is, is maybe, general things that were foreshadowing what is what is in your terms the difference between the two yeah um so we'll start with medium medium is seeing people that have passed um people places and things really you know um Mm -hmm. it can be dogs it can be it can be anything on the other side um in that dimension in that realm and then some mediums can see beyond and get more energy and information um but not all mediums would call themselves psychic, mm. right? Um, so that's why I say both for mine because I am like what you're saying about being psychic. I can prophesize. Yeah. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm tuning into your timeline or the timeline you're asking, and you know getting hits from that. Um, but also psychic can mean just intuitive, just looking at a picture. I mean, there's so many ways people can be psychic. So mediumship is the deceased. You know, we could we could say that, and then psychic is everything else. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now my my big question is mm-hmm. how do these I say two meaning sp- spiritual and the more traditional science mm-hmm. um, not to be confused with yeah. psychic and mediumship being two but the, mm-hmm. these two worlds mm-hmm. how do they work together and how do you utilize both in your sessions with clients? Yeah, so they come in as they want to. Mm. Um, usually the mediumship comes first just because I think my own skills and my team, you know, the, um, the beings, the loved ones who help me tune in, you know, who are around me, I think they show me, um, so there's a term called evidential mediumship. So, you know, like when I connect with you, I'm like yellow ribbon and you're like, oh yeah, my grandmother wore it, you know, right. Or something. And so that for me is to confirm that I am connected to you and with you and then also your team. And then, and, you know, the mediumship part is grandma could have a message for you mm-hmm. that I may or may not have gotten psychically, you know, or that she wanted to deliver. Yeah. Um, so that's how I deliver. And then I go into, you know, I'm feeling this chakra, I'm feeling this part of you or, you know, whoever's connected to you in your physical presence, you know, um, is tuning in. That's more psychic. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of almost can better fill in the gaps yes. or help you better understand mm-hmm. maybe what we're going through. If you were just to look at us mm-hmm. uh, like face value as a human being mm-hmm. and, and in this lifetime, right, on earth, like you get that 
extra added information to be able to put the pieces together a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Do you have clients who prefer you only do traditional science or you only do the spiritual work? um, Or do most people allow, you know, in and out of both in their sessions with you? Yeah, yeah. So definitely um, I market like, Psychotherapy is mm-hmm. you know, psychotherapy, especially with insurance. So, you know, that's traditional. Right, right. And I always like to ask, um, you know, and like you said, non-traditional, like there is more, um, I'll use the term holistic, right? Uh-huh. So like, are you wanting to do a meditation? Is that something you're wanting to do? And they'll say, sure. And it's inner child work. Um, but then I, you know, I'll always ask, right? Yeah. Um, but then the life coaching piece, so the multidimensional mm-hmm. life coaching is the encompassing of everything else is... Um, is all of that into one. And that's kind of why I've pivoted to the life coaching space is because, you know, like you said, using my education, using my certs, all the right, stuff, um, right. and then my gifts to deliver to, you know, these these awesome women and these clients, like everything, like yeah. a multidimensional all-encompassing approach. One-stop shop, baby. Yeah, literally, (laughs) right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have listened to you on other um, podcasts. We've had a session together as well. So Mm -hmm. I've gotten to know you um, pretty well. And another way that you sort of describe this is breaking it down, um, the heart versus the mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that you've described it very beautifully um, when listening to those other podcasts. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for you when you're talking about our heart's desire versus our mind's desire or those those two those two energies energies yeah yeah yeah. so so definitely discerning like the intuition with the ego Mm. that's kind of how I've pieced it together and it's funny because those are my two worlds right (laughs) you know the ego mind um which can be diagnosed right which has all these codes and things to it and then the also equally as or if any you know more intelligent the heart so the heart is where intuition lies um so you know every energy psychic you know loving or or negative comes through that space so um like with reiki healing it's not our energy it's it's universal energy and it comes through the heart into your hand so it's really like just kind of like our mind is our computer you know we're interpreting things so it's just our second computer, but this is the OG. <laughs> the heart is the OG. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes to you and says, you know, I've been feeling this way or I've had this impulse, yeah. this desire, this, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do with it yet. I haven't been able to act on it because I don't really know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tools that you usually recommend to be able to help them distinguish Mm -hmm. where that message lies or lives within? Definitely. Um, So there is a practice called EFT, which is called emotion focused therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've kind of freestyled it really just into you know, honestly, energetic work, which is, you know, putting your hands on your heart and tuning into your heart, right? You know, calming that mental chatter, because oftentimes we think our mind is the truth, you know, and so, but our heart is like saying, no, this is fear, right? So, yeah, yeah so there are, you know, traditional tools and the non-traditional tools, um, but you guys are the guru here, you know, you are, you're telling me what I can do to help you. Um, so, and in that sense, making you guys your own psychics, making you guys your own, you know, instruments to learn um, and helping you kind of break through any mind blocks. Yeah. With, you know, the reprogramming of the subconscious. That's another tool. Um, 
as well as really just you know, tapping and tuning in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you and I had our session, um, we did that. We did a little bit of everything. Yeah. We um, did the the mediumship. You gave me a lot of that psychic guidance mm -hmm. messages from them. We've talked a little bit about like that life coaching based on those messages. And then we also worked on some spiritual healing. So yeah. as you're referring to before, you'll mm -hmm. get um, some sort of indication of potential blocks mm -hmm. and chakras. And um, tell us a little bit about the spiritual healing side, because for me, that was extremely profound. Mm -hmm. I had never heard anything like it. And to be honest with you, I was, I love this stuff, don't get me wrong, but I was a tad skeptical mm -hmm. only with it being virtual. You were in Maine, I was sitting in Massachusetts. I was like, mm, not that I don't think that she could pick up on something over Zoom, but I was afraid about the healing aspect, not being, you know, doing it through a computer. How, what is it, first of all, for people? And like, how does that process kind of work? Because it was just outstanding. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you felt it. And, you know, during, it before, was during, so and after. wild. <laughs> she was like, close your eyes. I'm like, okay. And then you're just kind of like, do to do. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was shit. like, wait a second. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I played it simple. I guess everything is energy. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's what it is like it's it's really like i am you know in a session i'm connected to you and so that you know was made apparent i guess we'll say with the evidential mediumship mm -hmm. so i was connecting to you and your team and then also to your energy field and so that can be done distance yeah it's incredible yeah. Mm -hmm. and then the the you i can you know we talk we can talk about it so yeah. um you picked up on a block in my throat chakra mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also in my sacral mm -hmm. chakra mm -hmm. and so there was a little bit what was it on the side here like under the rib cage yeah yeah it was in the back which was um receiving on your masculine energy okay mm -hmm. so and you were able to kind of tie in why i might be having those blocks from past things in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but when you, you you started with kind of hearing those messages but also seeing the color, since mm -hmm. each chakra sort of has a color. So the throat is blue, um, the sacral was orange, mm -hmm. and you were able to, that's how you fill in the gaps. Like yeah. we're talking about putting those pieces together. But how does the spiritual, the healing itself actually work? How do you break yeah. through right. those blocks? Right, yeah, so the how, again, is is just divine. It's just universal energy. Mm -hmm. um, and so once I'm connected to you, I can, we could say like energetically clean or clear with my high vibrational, with the, it's not mine, right? But you know, it's the high vibrational energy to replace. It's, you know, replace that energy once it's cleansed and cleared. Mm -hmm. um, so it is kind of like, you know, washing a table, right? So, so the energy is the Windex, so, you know, so yeah. we found the spot and then we, you know, sprayed it with, Windex, which is potent and powerful, <laughs> right? And then we wipe it off and that's the energetic clearing. It makes you think of when you just said that, um, yeah. my big fat Greek wedding, when the grandfather Everything. is like putting his elbow so in the, windock, yes. the Windex. <laughs> the, yeah, Th that's what he he was doing energetic healing. Yeah. I love on it. Her, on her face, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was just so... Yeah. I, 
I don't know how else to say it besides profound but and, and so powerful. But you essentially, you know, you were connecting with some of my team, like you said, and you asked for permission. Hey, you know, Tracy's here. She's looking for some some help with this and some guidance from you, and she's ready to move forward. Is it safe? Mm-hmm. Is it appropriate for us to heal this block? And can we do this? And you really worked with them Mm -hmm. to do it together and it was very it was just so neat to see that happen um and it, it like you said there's not anything so wild and extreme and crazy about it it was just a conversation but it was the steps of getting there to figure out where we needed to focus on Mm -hmm. and then asking and and it's kind of like most people when you manifest when you're asking the universe for something it was like you're asking this energy and these Mm -hmm. these spirits to help us because that was something that i couldn't do without you and now we could kind of all do it together and it was just yeah it was almost instant almost immediate it truly was it was fantastic it's so fast and and that's why i add like faster like in in, you know like my offer and my pit you know because it really is and then once we you know cleared that and we were able to target it yeah we can move forward you know because we finally it it is layers at times right especially if it's past life yeah Um, so yeah well i'm so glad you well it was fantastic but now that you said past life Mm -hmm. i want to kind of get into we're we're never going to be able to do everything in one episode there's so much Mm -hmm. but i also would love to be able to kind of showcase the breadth of of the different types of work and the different topics that you can talk about you can help with so i want to do high level Mm -hmm. just a quick run through of some some things that i think most people Mm -hmm. ask about or have questions on so past lives yeah I think that there's some people who believe, you know, in reincarnation, the fact that we have we have past lives. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, I, we're gonna ha- you don't have to do this like blanket answer no. for everybody. <laughs> From you and what mm-hmm. your your gifts, what you know, the work that you've done. Let's just answer questions mm-hmm. from from that point of view. So, past lives. In your opinion, does everybody have a past life? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we may or may not be able to be aware of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. depending on how much we kind of how much work we can do to tune into it but right. there there are things from our past lives that can affect this current life is that true yes yes and and there are parallel lives there are future mm-hmm. lives um there's so many dimensions to our soul energy so yeah so there's past Interesting. Yes. So I'm saying past, and you're like, girl, yeah, <laughs> but that's also, only a fraction of there's it. There's another Tracy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. what sort of things can past lives impact? Then, is it the our love lives? Mm-hmm. Is it our family dynamics, work and career? Like, what? Everything. Everything. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, and, and I've also kind of been wanting to share. Like, there there is a term called new soul and old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have past lives on earth and then in other areas. So, it, you know, if someone's a newer soul, you can kind of tell at times, you know, maybe they're more egotistical or like, you know, things are just easy and breezy or, you know, there's because they have a lot of things to learn. Um, and then there's like children that like know the piano and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we all, you know, it's um, a 2023, right? right? So we've had 2000, you know, like years yeah. or whatever, whatever that we would count it. So we've definitely had past lives, but it's not all from earth. It's mm-hmm. just in different areas. 
So something that I'm really curious about that's sort of in line with this is, you know, uh, this is kind of deep and I know we're not gonna be able to go into it fully, but, you know, we talk about what happens when we die and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the um, other side and, and being able to see that, experience it, etc. But if we all are reincarnating and we're always in these other dimensions yeah. and whatnot, do you believe that we'll, you know, Tracy, me, will get to a point where I, I know what happens? Like, will I see that? Will we experience it? Or are we almost always just in this cyclical motion? Mm. You know? Do you know what happens next? Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. After you pass? Yeah. You yeah. know, do we just kind of like divert into the other timeline or dimension or do we actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, there is like stasis, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I guess trigger warning, you know, people who commit suicide, right? Mm -hmm. We like to say that's a backdoor, you know, exit. Um, We have five exit points in our life. So that's what near-death experiences are. So people who commit suicide, they often, they just kind of come back, you know, and Mm. um, to learn that again, or they stay in stasis if it was really traumatic, or they go and, um, you know, they can act as guides for the other version of them the other nancy that is you know that doesn't commit suicide so they so that she won't like it's it's very interesting you know right. why and what we choose to do so it would depend right, right. but so mm-hmm. also to your point it's like i'm almost doing that right now i just yeah. don't know it because when we're connecting to a higher self yeah. that is that's, that's her future. Yes. yeah okay okay <laughs> over his hole yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> very cool so then um kind of playing off of that is um, early childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is considered trauma on a large scale versus a small scale? Mm. To a person? To a person. Yeah. So in the psychology, psychotherapy world, mm-hmm. there's like big T trauma um, and there's little T trauma. Um, and But in my experience, in my studies, I've kind of had to say like, just an elevated experience for a child. Okay. Right. That's aroused that, you know, that makes them go into fight or flight. That can be Mm semi-traumatic. So there is a spectrum to trauma. Right. You know, and then collectively being traumatized by what's going on in the collective and politics in the world. um, Would you say it's, it's fair to say that, um, you know, because this is so personal mm-hmm. too, um, and we're you know under the assumption that there are past lives and there's karmic contracts yeah. and and karmic you know either uh, missions or purposes for each of us. Um, if someone had some sort of trauma in a past life, mm-hmm. even a smaller scale trauma a little t like you're saying in this lifetime could result in a larger impact because it's technically building off of or Mm. on top of something they've experienced before Mm. so you're saying in a past life if they're run over by a car and then in this life they get in a car accident yeah like a fender bender now all of a sudden it's you know it should be nothing but it could be something something really big to them do you think that that's yeah oh yeah yeah right unless that's because in our bodies in our subconscious and across all energetic bodies physical mental emotional spiritual we can store trauma Mm -hmm. so so what's happening and why you know a masseuse people you know masseuses and you know energy healers when they touch you they can feel 
past life trauma. They can feel your past lovers. They can feel it because you leave a stress response. You leave a cellular memory in your body and in your DNA. So interesting. Okay, right. well, that was that was my next that question, girl. And we're yeah. not always aware of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, we store this trauma in our body somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there typically specific areas where these different types of traumas are stored? Um, kind of, I guess, playing into the chakras, yeah. um, you know, in our necks versus our bellies mm-hmm. versus wherever. Can you give a couple examples of that sort of stuff? Sure. Um, so have you heard the term, um, uh, I have a frog in my throat? Yes. Yeah, so that's you know throat chakra blockage. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Oh, a pain in my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be you know literal taking on someone else's burden. Um, there's also things like slavery, you know, past lives, and people have a lot of pains in their shoulder. I was one of them. Um, oh. In my shoulders, I it wasn't fibromyalgia, right? But it was just constant, and I was like too young and healthy. And my bed was yeah. fine and I had a gorgeous healer remove it and it was black and thick and, you know, so there's, and she just took it off me. So I was in my cellular memory, but it was causing my shoulders to scrunch in my neck. So definitely we store it. And that's why I'm able, um, you know, when I'm tuning into, I'm like, oh, there's something here. And then, you know, the front is, um, the masculine, the back is the feminine. So I'm able to like decipher and decode and then analyze what, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. If, you know, there was um, a trauma with a a parent relationship Mm -hmm. versus a romantic relationship, would they live in different areas or yes? Yes and no. Yes and no. Right. Okay. Whatever. Like if your mom took your voice or if your ex took your voice, Mm. it doesn't matter, you know. um, So, okay. It's more so what that it's just it's just Mm. the what instead of the who. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. And are these blocks, it's created by our energy or our subconscious? Mm. I would say energy. Energy. Because it's also subconscious. Yeah. Our limiting beliefs mm-hmm. is subconscious, which then creates programs, which create a reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you think that you talked about how we're all a little bit intuitive yeah. and psychic? Do you think that... It's just a matter of the practice and the the purposeful paying attention to it. Um, and how do you get started if someone is wondering whether or not they have this ability? Yeah. Um, so immediately tuning into your heart space, feeling that expansion, feeling that growth, talking to it. So what do I need right now? Um, if you close your eyes, if you really listen, your heart will say love or joy, right? That's your intuition talking back to you. That's your body. That's you um, asking for a sign, you know, show me red cardinal. If it's a yes, show me red cardinal grandma, right? Yeah. You can play around with it because everything is energy. So you just have to ask, right? If you want signs, mm-hmm. but in regards to intuition, it's a muscle. Um, so, you know, whether it means you want to close your eyes and have someone, you know, hold a red ball in their hand, but you have to like sense it, you know, like you, you can play with it and, and test around very cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know meditation can be hard for a lot of people. It's it's difficult to quiet our minds and mm-hmm. not be distracted. Do you have any tips for being able to really truly get to that meditative state um, for someone that's struggling? Yeah. So I listen to all visualization meditations. So I like to be led. I like to follow a meditation. Yes. So instead of it being 
super quiet, hyper quiet, really just, you know, getting it at least into the relaxed state, you know, so with the deep, deep belly breathing, um, the four breaths, four in, four hold, four out, really getting grounded. And then you can start whatever meditation you want, which can literally just be walk down this road, you know, and yeah. imagine. So I, I do that even though I can, you know, do all sorts of things. I, yeah. I like to be led because I want it to be intentional. You know, if it's in a, if it's an energy clearing meditation, I want it to be that. Like it's it can be very active. Like you can have active meditations. It doesn't have to be silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, that's good. I li- I like that tip. Yeah. Going the guided route right. just to give you that little extra There's push so many. and help. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then. The mediumship. Mm-hmm. Um, so does everyone have a spirit team? Yes. And typically how many mm-hmm. people, spirits, is that made up of? Yeah, so I've heard, and, and I know, but, but I've heard numbers before, right? So we have mm. five angels or more with us. So people have 10, some children have 30. I mean, wow, you know, um, Spirit guides, I feel like it was the same. I feel like it's like an odd number. It totally depends. It depends on the person. Yeah. And it is a combination of perhaps past loved ones mm-hmm. and angels and and other beings that you've helped or that want to help you in this lifetime. Wow. Because what you're doing by living your life is you're teaching them something they couldn't live in their life. Interesting. Or they're like interdimensional and, and they just want to help you. And also it can be <laughs> pets or animals. Pets, yeah. Yeah. There's wow. all sorts of levels to everything, mm-hmm. you know. And you mentioned the, you know, asking for a sign and cardinals. Mm-hmm. Do they help us with like angel numbers? Do you believe in angel numbers as well? Yeah. Seeing definitely. any sort of repetition or pattern with numbers oh, yeah. or a number that's, you know, your lucky number or significant number to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, numerology is its own like astrology right it's oh, a study of you know so yes. yeah it's there is a lot of meaning in numbers um there definitely is other studies of numerology and uh, like tesla did 369 i mean that's energy in itself so yeah yeah it's definitely valid yeah okay perfect it's a way to communicate yeah mm-hmm. so now we've got a little bit of the ground rules mm-hmm. we got a little bit of an explanation of everything i have a couple frequently asked questions that i think people when they start to go um to a, a spiritual healer or a right. psychic or a medium they tend to have so um first is do we all have one romantic soulmate? Yes and no, right? Like you can marry your one soulmate, but we have more than one. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have, so, but so I think that there's this, there's, there's a the question one. is like, yeah. do we have soul, I think that everyone pretty much is on, in the understanding, like we have multiple soulmates but some are platonic some aren't romantic Mm -hmm, relationships mm -hmm. do we have multiple romantic soulmates as well so you may not marry a romantic yeah 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 yeah. so you could have five partners you know three were karmic Mm -hmm. you know that taught you kind of like the song thank you next right you know taught you patience taught you love (laughs) right so those are all romantic right but the one you chose is your Romantic partner is, is the mm-hmm. one you marry. That's a, that's a contract with them. Right. Right. And um, does that 
transfer through different lifetimes. So perhaps in the next lifetime you marry another one or you know mm-hmm. you date somebody else. So that is your you say you have your five. Those yeah. are your five forever. They're with you <laughs> right. through and through. Well, um again, yes and no. Unless okay. unless you really learned that karmic experience that you needed to learn with him or her. So your contract's up, then you're good. Yes. Yeah. Usually you're done. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. What about twin flames? That's a big, I feel I like, trendy it. question for yes. everybody. Where What is a twin flame? Because that's also, I think, a huge um, c- question for people. Like, is it sometimes it has this toxic or negative mm. element or connotation to it, and sometimes it's this really beautiful meaning. What is your interpretation of a twin flame, and, and do we have those as well? Yes, we definitely do. Okay. So the origin story, so twin flames are essentially one soul that was split into two. So it's one soul, androgynous in essence, and then that soul decided to learn the feminine and the polarity and the binary um, lessons and to incarnate during this time. And then the other one stayed behind or, you know, this one was masculine in this in this life. And so they each learn different things to contribute to the higher soul's growth. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. When you yeah. say it like that, I'm into the idea. <laughs> right. But it also can be toxic and it also can be nice, you know? Yeah. But it's all about growth. So it's it's the greatest lover, the greatest partner, and the greatest opponent at the same time. Because it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another big question that I think comes up a lot, especially mm-hmm. in our 30s, it's like we're in this time where, you know, we're really starting to get to know who we are. Mm-hmm. The, the, Thing we're always asking ourselves is like what is my purpose mm. what is my mission right does each person have a purpose in their lifetime and does it need to be something that's you know so grandiose or is it something that is simple small and simple yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everyone does have a purpose. everyone does have a purpose even the plant mm. Even the plan. Yes. <laughs> if it's alive. <laughs> if not, it's matter. And that's yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Because I think that some people like beat themselves up over that. You right. know, maybe your purpose was was to be a mother. And, and that's, you know, yeah. that's perfectly fine. Maybe your purpose is to make it to the top of the, you know, ladder in the yeah. corporate world. Maybe your purpose is to go on a mission trip. Like right. anyone, and it doesn't even need to be like those tangible things. It could be learning a lesson right. as well, right? Maybe that's what your soul's purpose was for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be anything. Yeah. I feel like people are just reaching for what's that right. thing I'm supposed to do? And it has to feel like it's good enough Mm. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Yes, definitely. Right. Okay. And I, I would say purpose is an energy. It's not a thing. Ooh. You know, so like I'm I'm imagining like a guy who pushes the carts at the grocery store. His purpose could be just that. But his purpose is to bring joy and happiness to others. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the energy is joy and happiness. Right. Make the but world the career is, a right. better place than he left it. He's yes. putting those carts away. And then he lives and dies. And then yeah. he learned, you know? Wow. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We need people to get that through their yes. heads a little bit more. Yes. But that's big, right? We, we put say big. so much guilt yeah. on ourselves for not doing enough, you yes. know? Yes. Right. I hate that word enough. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Because there's quantum, like... There isn't ever enough. Right. You know, it's enough it, by default is a limiting word. So, 
Mm-hmm. Put that on a postcard. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I want to, um, before we kind of close up, mm-hmm. just talk a little bit more about your services and everything that you offer so that people can find you. Um, I could not recommend you enough. I learned so much from you in just our one session, and we're going to have more here on out. So mm-hmm. um, breaking it down, we kind of talked about this at the beginning, but just to, to summarize, yeah. what are the services that you provide in terms of sessions for, let's say, women right now? You know, mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. the listeners, they're probably late 20s, 30s. Yeah. What can you offer for them? Yeah, so I do offer private mentorship, private coaching, where we, we do the one-on-one really in-depth. It's really... Um, a container where you and I work towards your goals. And then I offer also, I also offer group coaching, which mm. is more of an educational program that we do have calls, one-on-one calls, but it's more about you learning about all this so then yeah. you can implement it. And then, you know, we touch base, but we do the healing, we do the transformative work. Um, so any capacity, whether it's one-on-one, it's a group space, I'm going to offer a membership where it's just like a Facebook group and, and then you do get the programs um, because it is really about education, you know, yeah. um, just like we're saying, we could just go on and on about every single topic. Right. And so the more that women know, the more that the divine feminine knows how divine they are yeah. um, and then doing the healing work to then move forward and like manifest and achieve whatever they want That's in their life. Wonderful. Yes. And then um, you can do that in. Mm-hmm one-off sessions you can do it in packages Mm -hmm. typically how long would you say it's probably different for everyone Mm -hmm. but what would you recommend in terms of a number of sessions to get somebody started to really break through to everything that right they might need yeah um so i'll kind of get intuitive hits but i I like to do 90 days 90 days yeah it depends on the person um just like we were saying i can you know super cleanse and clear and we can manifest immediately in our hands, you know, super fast. But there's other stuff coming up for you in your subconscious. So that would just take another second. Right. You know, so it's, some it's of custom. those messages can kind of get stronger over time. Yes. Or new things, you know, you didn't have the time for, but it comes up now. Yeah. So to really make sure we cover all the bases, mm-hmm. a 90-day mm-hmm. program. 90-day program. And then I do have year-long, you know, private mentorships where mm-hmm. it is that because – you know, whether we meet three times or twice a month, yeah, it's, it's still the work and you're doing it and you're checking in like a therapist I and mean, people have therapists yeah. for years. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Then do you do any in-person sessions or are they all via Zoom? Yeah. If you guys want to come to Portland, Maine. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you I would offer office. in-person. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right now, like, what has been your favorite type of work? Because I know you on your website, like, used to offer more of just, like, the tarot card readings yes, and that stuff. The, the membership is really, like, what you're getting into because you get mm-hmm. to use all Everything. sides of yeah. it, right? So that's, I think, the mo- what they can get the most out of. If yes. they were to be like, I don't know which session to choose or which options mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. that's probably the best, a good starting point for yeah. them. Yeah, it's okay. a great starting point. And then you guys can upscale, upgrade, you know, to whatever you're needing. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I honestly recommend doing a discovery call, right? Like yep. the free call first, and then, you know, that's um, typically 20 minutes. And then you know, we decide what you're looking for because, you know, there could be women that do have, you know, big D trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yes, yoga tarot is wonderful, but like, let's 
if you're ready, right? Like you said, is it safe right. and appropriate? You know, if you're like if mm-hmm. you, and when you're ready, you really want to commit to it. Too. Yes, like you'll know There's when always you're options. ready. Yes, yeah. you'll know. <laughs> right. But it's I, I'm here, you know, to talk with you guys through it. it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be transactional, right? It can be like any yeah. everything. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on all the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram at I am Anna Brigitte, which is my middle name. <laughs> yes, and then and Facebook then, and website. Mm-hmm. What's your website? www.centerfromtheheart.com and I have my own LLC, Center from the Heart Healing LLC. So that is the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you so Before much. I let you go, <laughs> one last thing. Mm-hmm. I know we covered a lot. Um, mm. Is there anything that you either like a myth buster you want to squash, something that you want to bring more attention to. Um, Because this is like so intimate and so special for you. And I really want you, everyone to get the same passion and like interest as in it as you do and really understand it. Is there anything you think people either have wrong or need Mm. to know more about? Right. So I love that, you know, that, you were saying like to translate that and you know out that and out um i definitely say if you're curious come play (laughs) just ask just join because what we're doing every time we heal you heal seven generations behind and seven generations forward in front so this is helping everybody and the collective every time you heal you heal everybody yeah so it's this isn't like yes you know to have a literal wad of cash in your hand awesome and this is for you this is for your soul this is for your for your growth so that would be the myth buster is like we can get you the results and we can finally heal we can finally move forward um all around yeah yeah I love that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. (laughs) Um, But this was awesome. I love that we got the conversation started. I love that we were able to do a little bit of everything. And thank you again for making the trek out here. I really know it wasn't an easy drive. I do it all the time. (laughs) I'm, you know, used to be in Boston. So I appreciate it. All right. Well, next time I'm coming to you. (laughs) Yes. Come to Maine. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye.